Good Friday morning to your family. This is Chris. You're listening to Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. I hope this message finds you doing well. Join us today as we're discussing friendship. Am I a true friend? Let's go to God for a word of prayer. Gracious God, we thank you, kind, loving spirit, for being amazing, for being wonderful, for being good to us, with us, and for us. We thank you for all that you're doing in and through us open our eyes and lighten our hearts so that we can see your goodness that we can see your grace and kindness and compassion that you have for each and every one of us thank you for keeping us and sustaining us it's another wonderful day another opportunity to to commune and be in your presence you're the the father the kind loving spirit that always seeks and wants us there You already approve of us. You already affirm us. You love us because you love us. You are constant. You are incapable of change. And we thank you for being our good, good father. Help us today as we continue to await the instruction, await the words, await everything that you have for us to sup from you today. Help us not only get it, not only hear it, but help us apply it to our lives and to share it with all that we meet so that they know the wonderful essence of your love in every area of their life as well as our own. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hope y'all having a good day today. If you can, turn with me to, I think it's First Samuel 18 just gonna hit the thematic parts so uh it says as soon as he had finished speaking to Saul the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul and Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul and Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was on him and gave it to David and his armor and even his sword and his bow and his belt. And David went out and was successful wherever Saul sent him so that Saul set him over the men. And that was good in the sight of the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. So what we're talking about in that scripture is that we're talking about basically uh, friendship. And, and and am I a true friend is a subject that came up for me more than once in my life this week and, and in different ways. So I thought, you know, maybe we should talk about it on the podcast. You know, all of the language of the writer of First Samuel, you, you know, uses, suggests that there's a strong bond between David and Jonathan. As we said, he says their souls were knit together and that Jonathan loved David as his own soul. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David and demonstrated the reality of his promise by the giving of his robe, armor, and weapons to David. A covenant, you know, is so much more than a contract. A covenant is rooted in a promise and a relationship. It implies a bond that cannot be broken except by death. You know, and if we think about what that means in the context of relationship, we have a covenant, you know, with Christ bound uh, by the blood of Jesus. You know, if you think about it in terms of metaphorically that, you know, we are adopted as sons and daughters and theys and thems into the family 
of of abba through faith in christ who loved us and gave himself as us for us you know these are metaphors but if the church is a temple then we're the bricks in it if the church is a body then we're its members if the church is a family we have a place at the table therefore you know when you think about that what does that mean in terms of our relationships as far as friendships and are we true friends C.S. Lewis said friendship begins when one person says to another, what? You too. I thought no one but myself. What does that mean? I think you have to think about the lessons in in the scripture that you can learn from Jonathan and David. You know, though, though I know there might be people to be like, well, you know, I don't know if I have that. It's not really about do you have that? But think about what does, does you know, being a true friend mean to you? What does that represent in your life? You know, when we look at just some keys that were illustrating that, you know, what a true friend is, think about it this way. A true friend is someone you can speak to when you're in a tight spot. A true friend does what is necessary to help you out. A true friend tells you the truth. A true friend returns kindness for kindness. A true friend remains faithful despite intense pressure to abandon you. A true friend shows respect to you. A true friend loves you as though you were himself. These are just examples of uh, keys that we can think about when we're talking about am I a true friend. You know, if I, I give you personal reflection in my life today, I can tell you that sometimes I've been a true friend and sometimes, you know, I've had some challenges. Two examples stand out in my mind. One, I thought moving to Illinois was the greatest thing, you know, uh, on earth. It is. But I bring that up because another advantage of bringing, uh, of coming to Illinois was that I would get to connect with a good friend that I had that lived in Bloomington that was probably about 45 minutes away from where I stayed. And I just knew that I would have time to, you know, spend with her and, and maybe, you know, we could, you know, have more experiences of spending time together because for the majority and the entire existence of our friendship our connection was always on the telephone with the exception of maybe one time when she came to Atlanta and I got a chance to see her but even when I saw her then which I think that was like 2004 we had probably been you know friends for at least three years and I had not physically seen her because she always lived in Illinois and at that time I was in Georgia And then I went from Georgia to Florida and Florida to Illinois. So I thought, well, gee, you know, when I'm finally here and it's not a conference that I'm attending, you know, we'll get a chance to connect. That was, you know, an expectation. Unfortunately, I have to be honest and transparent and tell you that wasn't one of those expectations that I sat down with her and said, you know... These are some of the things I like to see. I I don't think I ever really said those. It was more these are things I hope to see, things I expected, but it did not work. You know, work out like that. So much so that I was in Bloomington because my wife was having uh, seeing a doctor, and I was you know taking her and and going to the appointment as well. And I I thought that you know my friend and I had set up a time to spend together, or we would like catch you know get lunch. And I could have sworn that we talked about it. But when the day came, things did not work out like that. And um, I would love to tell you that I was a person that was totally understanding, though I listened, you know, to the fact and, you know, that she 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 was, you know, sleepy. I remember that conversation. 
and she was like oh she didn't realize or she didn't know that it was you know today and you know in my mind I was like how did you not know it was today when we talked about this you know over and over again I want to tell you that I I I would like to believe that I was a person that would would be understanding but you know in my I listened to her but in my mind that changed something for me because in my mind I was like well you know maybe this isn't gonna work out like I thought but here's the the fallacies that I can see in that I never went to her and said you know I was really upset about that or I really you know felt some kind of way or I really was disappointed I don't think I ever said that no I don't it's not a thing I didn't ever say that you know yes I continued to talk to her and we had phone call conversations but for me it stopped me I used that as the reason to stop me from pursuing you know trying to spend more time with her because every time I would think about it the example that was my excuse the example was that this is what this person she she what she didn't come through that's not a, a, a good thing to do because the thing that, that that we should do is to go to people when we feel you know some kind of way or we're concerned or have an issue and really talk about it rather than have these you know unmet unexpressed uncommunicated expectations you know the other lesson that I learned from that as we continue to talk were that there were so many things that when I think about our conversations that I still didn't know because I never got a chance to resolve that I never got a chance to to find out you know what had happened or what was going on and I'm sure there were opportunities where she might have been extending olive branches but I I don't think I saw them I wasn't in a space to be present and see them and unfortunately she passed away in 2014 and I remember talking to her uh she was in the hospital I remember that weekend and I remember talking to her and I think what it was is I was going to see my parents and I remember telling her I was so sorry to hear that she was in the hospital and the way she said that things were she was like yeah you know I'm gonna be here she's I'm gonna be here a while but you know her while she wasn't gonna be there a while she was she was leaving this earth and that experience really hurt me deeply um because I realized there were so many opportunities that I had missed and things that I learned after you know from her other friends and her family you know there were so many things that I was like man you know if I had only known I promise I would have done things different or maybe I did I listen when she said this you know I would replay conversations and I won't be able to resolve that you know on this side yeah bring that up because when we're talking about am I a true friend, that was the experience, the catalyst in my own life that changed the way that I viewed friendship. I had never heard about the book. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Eckhart Tolle's book about the power of now. I, I wasn't, I, I, I hadn't attended any of those Bible studies yet or, or and those didn't exist at that time. But I do remember the experience of her death really uh, helped me focus on the fact of what did it mean to be a good friend for me? What did that look like? And how would I seek to use this experience to be better for the future relationships? 
And that's what I encourage you to think about. Unfortunately, I wish, you know, that it didn't take death, that it didn't take loss for us to realize that. But for me, that was the experience that changed my focus and had me think, you know, okay, when I have these friendships, how can Chris, how can I be a better friend? The other example, because I said too, the other example was a friend was talking about how, you know, uh, this week we're talking about how people and, and sharing information. You know, sometimes people don't share and there's so many reasons for that. And I think what I think is the lesson in that is definitely the first one. Are we someone that people can speak to when they're in a tight spot? Do they feel safe with you? Do they feel that they can come and share their heart and share their experience? Have you created that in your conversation, in your being, in your essence, you know, with them? Are you the true friend that does what is necessary to help them out? Are you the true friend that, you know, they can tell you the truth? Because sometimes in our life, people don't necessarily know that they're safe with us, that that they feel that they can come to us. And uh, there's so many ways to unpack that. But um, the top two or do they know that you can be trusted? Do they know that you can, you know, uh, that you're a loyal person? That you're going to just give them the real deal and the real truth, but with love. And here's the example that I think about. I have a good friend of mine in Florida. And uh, she's my person. And I've known her for some years. And her method is one that stands out the most. We talk on the phone. We talk, you know, via email. And she's the person when when it comes to to the idea of telling you the truth that I can tell her about a situation either and she does the same thing on the phone or in an email and the second paragraph when she writes back or the 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 first four or five sentences when she talks to me on the phone are affirmations of me <clears throat> that's what she always does she affirms and validates everything for everything about me and the and the experience that I'm in then later she was like but have you thought about it this way (laughs) and but the way that she does that is it never makes me feel like she's judging me or it, it doesn't feel like it's ever a place of malice and I like that model because it always makes me feel like you know what I can tell her the truth and I know she's gonna you know If I'm in a tight spot or whatever the case may be, I know that the space that we have in our friendship, she's going to tell me the truth. It's going to be the truth that I can use. So it's not it's 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 not about right or wrong. She is that person. That's her being. That's who she is. She is a person that you you can tell the truth to that. She will tell me the truth about the situation. She won't sugarcoat it. She won't, you know, make it sweeter than it is. It'll be the real deal. But the truth that she says, you know, it's not a place of malice. And sometimes I think that's a struggle in friendships because some, sometimes people are so busy keeping it real. They don't realize that, you know, with your words, you can wound people. And while you're being real, you know, people can be before you and bleeding out, cut deeply by what you said. That could be true, but it's the presentation that you gave. That you didn't, or that you didn't create a space that they know. Hey, this is this is, might not necessarily be pretty, but this is this is the truth. So, have you cultivated that within your within your relationships? You know, the other point that I think about is kindness. 
You know, kindness is free. It is easy to give. And when we think about the scripture, 1 Samuel 20, 14 through 17, for all the kindness that Jonathan had shown uh, toward David, David assured Jonathan that he would do the same for him. In this agreement, uh, an arrangement, David agreed to do no harm to Jonathan or his um, descendants. And that was, you know, biblically. But when we think about kindness, you know, for kindness, you know, kindness is easy. It's easy to say, hey, how you doing? It's easy to reach out in a text message and say, you know, I'm thinking about you. How you doing? How things going with you? Or find a different question. Because sometimes people feel like when you ask them how you're doing, that you're not necessarily going to wait and stay for the answer. That's just a regular conversation. But the thing I encourage, if you get nothing else from the lessons that I've shared to you, is I want you to think this week about your friendship skills, about your relationship skills. Are you a true friend? Do you have any true friends? Are you a true friend that someone can speak to when they're in a tight spot? Are you a true friend that does what is necessary to help you out? A true friend tells you the truth. Are you a friend that returns kindness for kindness? And are you a friend that remains faithful despite intense pressure to abandon you? Here's what I know about that. You know, when things are well, it's easy to be with people. It's joyous. It's it's a good time. But when things are not, what type of friend are you? Are you the friend that holds space for people during troubled and unsettling times? When, when when you might be pressured to abandon a friend, are you the friend that can be counted on? Only you can answer that. I hope that what I've given you today has given you some things to think about, you know, for your week in your relationships. Because I share that because we grow in relationship. It isn't necessarily just confined to romantic relationships, but you can grow in your professional relationships. You can grow in your friendships. Lastly, are you a true friend? that shows respect to others do you do that and lastly are you the type of friend that loves as though you were himself you know the old testament teaches the necessity of loving god with all your heart it also emphasizes loving your neighbor as yourself think about it hope i've given you some things to encourage you think about it this week Am I a true friend? Do I have true friends? What does true friendship mean in your life? How is that expressed? What characteristics, what values are attributed? What actions are, what words are, what what in your being illustrates this? All right, that's all I got. I hope I, what I've said has encouraged you. I hope it wasn't rambling and it's giving you some things to think about. I love you. Guess what? You'll never change it. Peace. Have a great rest of your week.